Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Korea Podcast. This is episode 199th of Korea Podcast. We're doing the episodes again after about three months. And our today's guest is Ms. Miss Arby Kwong. She's a senior consult artist at Blizzard based in Irving, United States. Now, of course, before we go into the signature questions and you know everything we usually ask on the podcast, let me quickly mention that in the four contact section, you can find the ID to her Instagram account, the links to her Twitter, our station and LinkedIn. She's mostly active on Twitter. So if you want to interact with her or send, give her a question or something, you know, Twitter is probably the best place. And with that out of the way, let's just quickly jump into the first signature question of the podcast, which is give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design. Basically, tell us the story of, you know, how you, you know, basically became an artist. Sure. Hello. Um, so I started off like just I was really into art as a kid. Like I was basically drawing since a baby. And um, yeah, I... I think, my, well, I have Asian parents, so they really wanted me to be a doctor, you know, like all that stuff. Like, they're like first generation immigrants and they really wanted me to succeed. So they were like, don't follow art, you're not going to make any money from that. But um, I didn't listen, obviously. And um, yeah, I I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing. Um, I remember I, was, I got really into uh, Jurassic Park as a kid. So I was drawing dinosaurs, <laughs> like that was my, my thing. But yeah, um, I started playing PlayStation 1 when I was about 10 or 11, um, and I played this Japanese RPG called Wild Arms back then, and it's got a really cool um, like animated intro. I hadn't seen anything like this back then before. Like I'd only seen like Disney animation, but like this was something way cooler. It was kind of more mature and like anime style. So after that, I got really into anime. Um, yeah, I just used to just just draw a lot like online and everything there were these um there were these boards back then called oikaki okaki boards and it's kind of like a message board but you have to you have to draw a picture and attach it with your message so i was like i was just drawing on these things of like a bunch of random strangers back then and i think that got me into digital art kind of early yeah all right and um were you originally studying art and design or you're pursuing another career path like i mean when you were in your high school years you know and those are usually important years where you decide a lot of you know you have to make a lot of important decisions but how was it for you were you studying were you like you know focused on studying art from the early on or there were like you know different plans for you um so as a kid, I actually really wanted to be an archaeologist because I was crazy about dinosaurs. I think that <laughs> probably don't earn a lot of money from archaeology either, so I'm a huge disappointment to my parents. But um, I yeah, I pretty much kind of knew that I'd probably be doing something arty. Um, there weren't any game, um, specifically game art, um, like courses back then in schools. So... Um, I remember I took um, art and design and I was thinking of taking animation in my second year of art college. I was around 16 at the time. So in um, I'm from the UK and in the UK, you can um, choose to leave secondary school early for college if you wanted to focus your studies. So um, I went to Bournemouth School. Um, wait, no, it was called um, AIB back then. So it was Arts Institute of Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, like I said, they didn't really offer any game design or um, 
kind of game art, concept art kind of courses. So it, it was uh, it wasn't that useful. I think the most useful thing about it was probably life drawing. That was like a really good opportunity to actually do life drawing for the first time. Um, that like helped a lot, but everything else I learned like was really random stuff like printmaking and like, I don't know, like screen printing and um, yeah, just really, it was fun, but it was just really random stuff that wouldn't really help me now. And I didn't think they really helped me with my fundamentals in drawing either. So um, yeah, that was kind of disheartening. And I actually dropped out after a couple of years doing that because I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm learning anything. And like, um, I don't know, all my all the, um, other people in the course, I think they were, art wasn't seen as a serious thing in the UK. Like you'd kind of take up an art course if like you didn't really have any other options. So a lot of the people kind of just weren't taking art very seriously. Um, so it was really kind of disheartening going to this, art college and just feeling feeling like like um we weren't like getting anywhere we weren't learning anything with our time um yeah after that um I was pretty much self-taught I just like looked at tutorials I used to read um Imagine FX the magazine um and kind of just be like wow photoshop how do how do I use this program kind of yeah just just trying um, trial and error, I guess. All right. And, um, well, in the introduction, I mentioned you're a senior concept artist, but I want to ask you, I want to go a little bit more specific. Um, what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now, which is, of course, basically what area of concept art you're working in, you know, and the whole thing. So, um, I guess I, I actually started off doing characters, um, uh, just for fun this was like my own uh, personal art but um, I only draw the one kind of character pretty much like I don't have very good anatomy knowledge like I wouldn't know names of what muscles and that kind of thing so um, yeah I, I just enjoyed drawing characters but it wasn't really like something that I really pushed myself in um, I actually am an environment concept artist at blizzard so um like i design a lot of buildings and like um pois like structures and landscapes that kind of thing um and like plants sometimes but we have like specific character artists that design um like what well, characters and monsters yeah so Right now, um, yeah, I'm specifically doing environment. And I actually really enjoy it as well. Like, I find it really rewarding because I feel like um, environment really tells a story. Like, yeah, just just with visuals, I think you can do a lot of storytelling with just environment art. All right, good. And um, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a new project? Like basically, what does the structure of your pipeline look like? Okay, um, I don't really have a formal process or anything. It's, I swear it's like different every time I try and draw something. But usually I have um, an idea in my head. Like I really try and nail down an idea first. Because I feel like, um, especially 
um, doing concept, I feel like the design has to the design has to be cool. It can't like it doesn't need to be a generic thing, right? Like if you're designing a sword, you could do the generic medieval sword, or you could design something like really cool. So to me, I like I kind of think about the design before I even start sketching anything first. Um, and then like usually I'll do like usually a bunch of sketches. Um, if it's for work, then I usually do thumbnails and sketches. If it's just for me, um, sometimes I have like the image in my head already, so I can just like go and just do the one take on it. Um, and then if it's quite complicated, sometimes I'll go into 3D Coat or Blender and kind of model some things out just because it makes it really nice for like moving things around and you know, like experimenting a little bit more. Like you can be like, oh, what color should this be? And you just change out material, it like makes it so simple. Same with the lighting and everything. Like sometimes it's just kind of nicer to just not have to think about that and just be like, I'm just going to explore and see what looks good at, like in real time. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of my, my process. That is very, uh, was a very trial and error. All right. And um, with that being said, what was the first art job paycheck you ever got? What was it for? And, you know, when was it? You know, tell us all the story of that. I really like, you know, those questions as well. Hmm. So my first job um, was actually at Electronic Arts. Um, it was a studio in London. Um, they had just been bought up by EA. And... Uh, yeah, I was 21 at the time and I managed to get a job there. And I remember getting that paycheck and I was like, oh my God, I got paid to do like art. Like, that's amazing. Like, I've, I've always dreamed of this. This is like so freaking cool. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it was around that time. Um, back then, I think the salary was, it was, I mean, this is like a long time ago. It's, it's, it's pretty low now, but I think I got offered, um, I think it was 26,000 for a full time. That was like an annual salary. Um, yeah, that was, that was a big deal to me at the time, especially since I'd been like the only work experience I had before that was probably retail to like pay the bills. Um, yeah, that was the first time I was like, wow, you can make money from doing concept art. Like, especially back then, I, I think um, if I'd been born a bit later, I probably would have done commissions or something, but I think that wasn't really a thing so much back then, or at least I wasn't on, like, the right platforms to do it. So, yeah. All right. And um, who are some of your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Okay. Um, I have a lot. <laughs> Um, I'll say some like generic games that I'm really into, like visually first, I guess. Um, I'm really, really into Bloodborne and like the Souls games and Elden Ring. I feel like they're like absolutely beautiful and like they look they look so good. That's like that's like the standard for me. I'm obviously also really into Ghibli movies, like especially the Hayao Miyazaki ones. Um, and uh, for actual artists, I'm really into um, Vasily uh, Zorin, uh, Min Yum, I think uh, it's also known as Bumsky, 
uh, Carolyn Lim, uh, Claire Wendling's amazing, Wesber, like, oh, and Satoshi Matsura. He does like these amazing um, like characters, but he thinks about the silhouette kind of like Mike Mignola kind of style, but they're like really graphic and really, really simple. Um, yeah, I've got like a card game by him and like his art book, his stuff is, I don't know, it blows my mind, it's so good. All right, by the way, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Um, so I think in Japan, they actually pronounce it Ghibli. But they said, I remember them saying it's okay to pronounce it Ghibli as well. I think they actually, um, I think it's related to something in Plains. And Ghibli was an Italian, like, maybe like a plane manufacturer or like a brand of like plane engine. It was like something really obscure like that and that was how they got the name because Hayao Miyazaki is really into planes right so I think that's actually where they got the name Ghibli from but because of the Japanese pronunciation they've always been calling it Ghibli so it's like I, honestly both is fine I think interesting now here's another thing I want a couple of things now I want to ask you some general questions First of all, how has your experience been working with Blizzard? Because that's, I think, like one of the meccas of, you know, with all the artists around the world, like one of those big companies that everyone wants to work with. But, and of course, a lot of people who click on this video want to know about that as well, who are interested as artists. So tell us all the experience. Sure. So every team on Blizzard has their own culture and they're all very different to each other. Um, I've only been on two teams. I've been on um, Team 2, which is uh, World of Warcraft. So I was working on um, WoW stuff for a while. And now I'm on a, um, uh, well, a secret team. <laughs> it's uh, officially um, been released as the unannounced survival game. But um, both have honestly been really, really good experiences. Like, I feel like I learn a lot at work, and I'm, like, not just saying that because, like, I'm on, like, on a podcast and I work there. Like I, I genuinely feel like the teams that I've had like the privilege to work with have been really good in supporting me. Like I'd say this is like a career high, and it's like this sounds really sappy because like, um, yeah, I've like worked at a bunch of places, but honestly, like, but um, I really like the culture of my current team, and like everyone's just. I don't know, like, if I don't, like, I'm quite introvert, so if I don't say anything in a meeting, they'll be like, Marvy, what's your opinion on this? Like, they actually um, ask for my opinion and stuff, which feels really good, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nice folks. Yeah, it's always important to feel comfortable, you know, in your shell, in, you know, social situations, especially in work environments. So I think, I think yeah, that's a yeah. good point. And um, another thing I want to ask you about is uh, how has, you know, working at Blizzard changed your, you know, productivity, day-to-day methods, you know, and your life, you know, okay. compared to um, previous, you know, your previous jobs? So I feel like my work is so mentally taxing now. <laughs> like, I, I really concentrate and, like... Um, in my previous companies, um, I used to like, I don't know, kind of browse Twitter, browse Facebook and kind of just be like, uh, this is easy enough. Like, I, I don't have to try that hard. But this one, I actually have to try pretty hard. So uh, 
mentally it's um it's kind of draining but i feel like i'm learning a lot and i i really enjoy the work um it just means that i i haven't touched personal art in like a year or two like <laughs> yeah i just i've just been focusing so much um in my like nine to five job that like when i when i'm like oh i'm gonna make some like personal art this weekend i'm just like creatively dead <laughs> yeah and speaking of blizzard have you when you were like you know younger have you enjoyed any of their you know games um, because it must be surreal you know playing their games and then suddenly going to working with them you know yeah i actually really wish i played classic uh wow back in the day but because my parents were kind of so against me playing video games um I never got the subscription, but I remember going into the game shop and going like, ooh, this is so cool. Like, look at this elf lady on the front. This is so cool. And I'm like reading the back of the box, like, oh, yeah, this looks like something that would play. <laughs> like, I think my first Blizzard game might be, um... oh, God, maybe Hearthstone, maybe, or Heroes of the Storm. I got really into Heroes of the Storm. Like, I, I played that game so much. It was really fun. And then when Overwatch came out, um, I was like, actually, this company is really cool. It's like, they're making, um, like, all these new genres of games that, um, like, because I play a bunch of different genres as well. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually really fun. I, like, I enjoy the gameplay that they come up with. But yeah, I kind of wish I played WoW back in the day because then I'd have the nostalgia of like childhood dream job kind of thing. But yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. All right. Yeah, actually, I remember when I was, um, I think, 10 years old, I think that was the first time I played classic WoW. And it was, I don't know, that's how you should design a game to make it kind of addictive. I mean, that sounds kind of bad in hindsight, but... I mean, when you make the game gameplay loops so fun that it becomes, you know, consumes a lot of your time, they probably done a good job, you know. <laughs> like yeah, I still remember. I... A lot... Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, you go on. <laughs> All right. Um, like I remember my my first, I think, hero that I made was a Tauren. I think is that how you pronounce it, Tauren? That yeah, cow thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Tauren uh, hunter, and it was, I remember I had some guy, I had to pay, like, you know, a little bit of money to some guy in a game net cafe for him to make me an official account. And I re- I only played for 10 minutes, and I was hooked, and because my dad later on came out and picked us up, so I had to, you know, I, I bought it, I bought the game, I ordered it online, it was 5,000, two months at the time, you know, because I'm from Iran, and yeah, my mom kind of yelled at me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> why did you order this online because for the time it was a lot you know yeah but i i had a lot of you know fun memories of it and i think that was one of the heroes i remember i played a lot and there was a no mage i played a lot here that as well oh cute <laughs> i yeah. love the nose. Yeah, yeah i'm kind of playing it like now and kind of trying to make up for lost time but it's it's not the same i guess playing classic now i'm just like god this game is so hard <laughs> like i'm getting my butt kicked um like the xp grind is like so like slow um yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm i don't have the patience for for that kind of gaming anymore really yeah you have an adult brain now fully developed adult brain just like me we <laughs> kind of i guess in a sense get bored e- easily now like not get bored 
it's much harder to get into that fa- like mood of in- high intense rush of entertainment, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just want like instant gratification now. You're just like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I said was just a fancy way of saying we're turning into boring adults. But yeah, that's just <laughs> much. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So another thing, last thing about Blizzard. Any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for an okay. artist? Um, let me think. Every team is completely different at Blizzard. And I don't really think the recruiters... Like, if, if a recruiter finds you for one project and they like your work for that, um, it's very rare that recruiter works for another game project at Blizzard. So um, if there's, like, a specific game you want to work on, then I'd recommend um, just keep keep trying for it. And um, if you're not fussed, which game project you, like, work on, if you, like, if you like a bunch of them and you just, like want to work at Blizzard, I'd say, like, try for all of them because you'll probably be dealing with, like, a bunch of different recruiters. Um, it wouldn't... It's very rarely the same one. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, they have, like, a couple of, like, uh, seniors that would lead the recruiting team, but the teams are, like, so big that, uh, yeah, if even if you get a rejection, like, keep trying. Like, it's usually just down to luck, you know, like, yeah, just, just keep trying to get in. Um, and for portfolio advice, I'd say remove any work that you feel, um, doesn't help with your overall like portfolio at first glance. Like if you have pages and pages and pages of work, like, I don't know, like if like, say they open your art station and there's like, 40 pieces on there but like 20 of them are from like 10 years ago and they're like i don't know student work or like life drawing scribbles and stuff it's not stuff that um i like that you're proud of then i feel like it lowers the overall quality of your portfolio so you should really kind of pick and choose your best and present it that way um usually i'd recommend like probably 10 to 20 pieces that you're really proud of that are really strong and um yeah yeah like try not to put like rough sketches and stuff that are not like that might lower the overall quality of your portfolio all right and um what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? I mean, of course, if it's like something NDA, we can skip right past this question <laughs> so quick. But um, yeah, if there's any... Super NDA. <laughs> and, all right, we skip right now. <laughs> all right, so the next question is, what area beside the area you're working on right now, which is, of course, in the arts, in the art, you know, discipline, would you be interested to explore and learn in the future later on? Like other hobbies and aspirations. I think you ha- also have a profile Instagram for uh, skating. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so bad at it, um, and I've kind of stopped for a while because, um, well, I got a dog, so um, yeah, that's been my like my main distraction right now. Um, yeah, um, I would love to get really good at roller skating. It, I find it really aspirational when people can do like spinning and like jamming and stuff. I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. I'd love to be able to do that. And like, this is from someone with like 
two left feet who absolutely hates dancing at like the club and stuff like i i absolutely hate that stuff but like doing on roller skates it looks cool like i would totally do that so yeah um roller skating is up there um i'd love to do pottery and sculpting like i follow um, a lot of um sculptors who do really cool um figurine stuff um and they're all using like real super sculpty and clay and stuff like it's not just digital sculpting though like that's all obviously really cool too but it's nice to have something tangible i think like i guess with digital you can do 3d printing which is super cool but yeah i would i would love to just have like a piece of art that i can like you know carry around it's not just like a digital painting printout yeah well 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 Revish a final question and section of the podcast, which is called Time Capsule. Basically, um, here's how it goes. Imagine we're doing a voice recording for a time capsule that's going to be kept somewhere and people in, at any point of time in the future, you know, in the, you know, 10 months, 10 years, 100 years, might listen. So potentially a lot of people. So what do you, what does Marby Kwong has to say to all those folks? Okay, um, hit control S often, save your work, and try and back up your work um, on the cloud or on like a removable hard drive or like anything. Because one of my biggest regrets is not doing that for my older work. So I actually don't own anything um, before 2015, which is like, I don't know, it feels like. That's like years and years and years of art gone. Like it probably wasn't very good and like like I wouldn't even look at it now, but it's just kind of sad that like it's because like obviously art is a journey, so that would have been the beginning of my journey just like wiped clean from all records and that's kinda that's like a little bit sad because it's nice to compare and see like how far you've how far you've gone sometimes. But uh yeah, save your work. Also, it absolutely sucks to have your hard drive break on you and lose everything, like all your PSDs and stuff. So, this yeah. is good practice. Yeah. yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, try to document your journey. And I've been actually doing that for everything, you know, for a couple of years now. And I even documented my whole 3D journey on a Telegram private telegram channel for myself and because when you post on telegram it already has a date and time and everything you know and i made it like a whole uh system for myself so it's really nice and it's all on cloud and it's free i'm not sponsored by the way but um yeah well thank you so much where can people contact you you know if they had any questions is your twitter as i mentioned earlier on okay yeah yeah twitter's good um or um our station mail just like i don't know Anyway, like I'll probably, I'll probably see it. All right, all right. Well, that's about it, folks. Thank you, thank you so much, Miss Marbe Kwong, for you know joining me on this episode. You know, and um, thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened or watched this episode on YouTube. I really do appreciate that. You know, yeah, we're getting back on uploading the podcast. My schedule will be as regular and active as before, but I'll do my best to you know. Eh, upload once a month or you know twice a month i don't know who knows you know it's just very sporadic you know and with that being said take care everyone stay safe and see you in episode 200 the end of this season of podcast i guess yeah (laughs)
All right, take care. Bye-bye.